Hey, rock stars, I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them. We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset. Where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab. I'm JB. I'm the doctor. Hey, thank you for joining us. If it's your first time listening in, welcome to the EML, where we have real talk with real professionals pretty much every week, even if it's just the two of us. Thank you for joining. And if it happens to be a return visit, thanks so much for listening in or watching us here on YouTube. If you haven't already, whether you're new or coming back, do us a giant favor. Give us a like, subscribe, follow. We appreciate it. It allows us to impact more and more people, which is always our goal. Share, share, like. We like people that share. And if I must, I'll mention it just happens to be somebody's birthday right around now so if you don't want to do it out of the goodness of your heart you know maybe as a nice birthday present for someone special normally when you have that kind of lead in you think it would be my birthday because that's generally what the other person does but no that was for self-promotion right there it's jb's birthday coming up it didn't look like you were gonna do it so it's somebody had to say it will you take will you that sing me shine away from you will you sing me happy birthday I will not because I learned that that is copyrighted. And if you sing it, then you owe somebody money. No way. Wait yeah. a second. You can't be happy birthdays by who? God, who? Somebody. I can say this to you. Happy biz birthday. Happy biz birthday. I, okay. Well, you know, you, you can, you can sing me happy birthday off, off the record and nobody's going to come making a copyright claim. I promise. Happy birthday. And we're back. And and we are back. Uh, actually, I'm super excited, not because it's my birthday, Doc, but because we have what's really one of our very first returning collaborators joining us here on the podcast today. We've got Alex Brickman of Brickman Executive Consulting, a uh, great friend, great strategist, and an author. Alex, what's up, man? Welcome back to the lab. Thanks for having me again, guys. We're pumped. So I got I got to bring this up for our audience because this 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 to me is 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 a lot of fun. And we were talking about this before we hit recording. We had Alex join us going back to like our one year anniversary, which was all the way prior to August of 2021. So it's been about a year and a half since we've had Alex on the show. And Alex, what was it that you said about all the podcasts that you were on about that time? half of them don't exist anymore half don't exist so we're doing something right we're still here or we're just we're so deranged in in our understanding of podcasting that we just don't realize that we should have shut the doors <laughs> i don't know which it is either way i'm super stoked that we're we're the better half of those podcasts we're still standing i don't know if i'm allowed to sing that either so yeah just don't i guess not don't sing at all on our podcast because of copywriting as far as I know, you can sing whatever you want. You were probably not allowed to play the song on your show. Oh, that's interesting. Well, maybe maybe just the clip like happy birthday. 
and just start that there. Would still work. <laughs> that would still work. You know, I'm I'm a radio guy. Back then, when I was still doing radio shows, you could not use songs for longer than seven seconds in a commercial, for example, without paying for it. But that is probably that change things like that change over time so don't don't quote me on that no no i feel yeah. pretty good we could definitely get a solid happy birthday and we're good we're safe in that window yeah, i feel like my information i know that was a thing because i know on tv shows they were trying to sing happy birthday and they had they had to only do a limited amount of what they were able to do so i'm just playing it safe because you know we have millions and millions of listeners and i'm sure one of them is a copyright attorney for that specific song you know what we really should have had? It all these podcasts that were shutting down that you were on. We should have like known who they were so we could send them a message and just be like, hey, um, if you happen to shut down, why don't you just suggest all your followers go to the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab? And now you could actually do this for us this time around because in a year and a half and we're still here podcasting and you come back again, mm-hmm. half of the podcasts that you're on today are probably going to be shut down. Most likely. Most I likely. Like strategy. <laughs> See, Doc success through attrition there's something to be said about it man that that's that's something all right alex i'm gonna take a wild guess here and assume that most of our listeners and our viewers have not gone back to find our podcast episode from a year and a half ago that you started on so so do us a favor because I, I gave a very light introduction uh let our listeners and viewers know who you are what you're about and what you're doing In a nutshell, I'm a strategy facilitator and an author. Um, I write business books and um, I help my clients who are mainly really large corporations um, through strategy processes. So at the end of these processes, they know exactly what their priorities are over the coming two, three, five years um, and how to implement these strategies. But obviously I have a ton of content on my website that's also geared towards smaller businesses and and solopreneurs even from online master classes on strategy to mastermind programs, et cetera. When we, when we had first connected a year and a half ago, you had kind of two streams you were working through. One was on the large corporate side where it was really, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but strategy facilitation where you were really working towards uh, creating the experience and the environment where these business leaders could, could really define their strategy themselves. So it wasn't you coming in and saying, Hey, this is your strategy. It was more of a, let me create an environment where you can get to that stage where you're able to define. And, and that's one of the business streams, right? Exactly right. How accurate was I? That was very accurate. Do you know why people? Cause I listened to the first podcast. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and they say memory is the first thing you go in old age. So good job, JV. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Second stream was working with entrepreneurs and 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 that was a kind of an interesting uh, uh, way you're in that business too because it was you know creating the coursework creating the the assets giving people the the tools the the technology and the knowledge to be successful and then really engaging with them when they hit the barriers and then when they got stuck right exactly awesome okay so you're still doing both those streams but now you've got the books which is which is the more recent development since we first started chat that's correct. Those books only exist. Well, one of them existed in parts and the other one existed not even in my dreams. Wow. Big, big jump. Did you always want to be an author? Was this always on on the in the cards or what? You know, my background is in journalism, so I, I, I wrote a lot in, during my life, but I never really thought about writing a book. Writing the books came in the aftermath of what I call a self-induced shock when I decided to move from Germany to Canada. 
um, when we when we took that decision as a family, I felt strangely guilty of leaving my clients behind in Europe, even if I at the same time moved closer to those in North America. But I think you get the point. Um, so I sat down and, and said, okay, I need to give them something. I need to hand them something over that helps them even when I'm not there anymore. Um, so I started writing and it started as a facilitation guideline. How do you run a strategy process through a large organization? And that turned into the first book, but that book, that book won't be released until September, 2023. So this year, um, actually the first book that's coming out is a totally, is an entirely different book. Um, I had to I had to let it sit for a while, revisit it, rewrite it, because it was never the plan to become a book. So when you have this pamphlet and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, but that's just not enough. And you edit here, you get, get give some more content there, some specific examples there. And all of a sudden you hit 70, 80,000 words and you're like, Whew, no one's going to read that. That's just not, not, that needs to be properly formatted. I need to put some more work in. And all of a sudden you're, you're in the book range of 60, 70,000 words. And, and part, part of me is it's like, wow, 60 to 70,000 words doesn't sound like a lot per se, but it, it can be quite a bit. I, I, I mean, that's, that's really a full length business book as, as somebody, uh, who's personally has a little bit of experience in, in, in writing as a, as an English major, uh, when I was younger, many, many, many years ago. That's a lot of words. I, that's a lot of pages you're filling up, you know, to, to yeah, and, and you need down. to be aware of that um, in order to hit about 60,000 words in a book in that whole process, you write about twice as much because you edit, you re-edit, you have professional editors working with you and they'd be like, this chapter doesn't add any value. And you're like, what? That's 3000 words right there. And they go just red, red pen and <laughs> and it's gone. That was my favorite chapter. Exactly. But that's just what it is. If you at one point decide that it, it needs to have a certain quality for you to be satisfied with it and for the reader to find value in it, there is no way around ruthlessly editing anything out of the book that does not add value. Every chapter needs to be a full meal when you write a book. I like that. It makes me hungry. <laughs> I was already thinking of it like a fine wine, as you're saying, taking until September to, to release. So now we got food and wine going on in my brain. So I might be busy for the last. You guys take upon yourselves. I, I might be back in a few minutes. I was going to say that's the last we hear from Doc over the next 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, title of the book. What do we got? The first one is called Secrets of Next Level Entrepreneurs. And I actually see entrepreneurs not as necessarily self-employed people or people that run their own business. I use that term um, also inclusive for corporate leaders, for example. Is there a reason you chose Secrets of Next Level Entrepreneurs as the title? What, what, are, you, what, what are you really targeting, I guess, is what I want to ask here. The book is written for entrepreneurs, business owners, business leaders, regardless of the type of business they're in. So it includes um, anyone that has not necessarily even people working for them. Um, some entrepreneurs and business leaders ha have very small businesses. They are solopreneurs 
or they lead units within a larger business, um, especially in, in these times of um, agile methodologies, um, not necessarily people that report into you are in your team, you know? So I didn't structure it around those thoughts. I asked myself, what is it that someone that has a, a challenging job needs to be aware of when it comes to anything else beyond their subject matter expertise? That's why I called the book the way I called it. And that's why the subtitle is um, 11 Powerful Lessons on Thriving in Business and Leading a Balanced Life. And it's broken down thematically, right? It is. It's three themes. The first theme is, is a hard skill theme because um, I strongly believe that there is a set of hard skills, regardless of your subject matter expertise, that you should and you will come across at one point in your life, especially when you run your own business. And, and those, those are knowing how to create a business strategy, at least having a thorough understanding about the difference between different options on approaching business strategy. How do you create it? What works for the type of business and the type of industry you're in? But also around topics like um, how do you price your services? This is probably one of the biggest issues for many people that run a business how do I actually price my services? Um, and I, I was lucky enough to get the foremost expert on pricing to contribute a chapter to the book. Um, Professor Dr. Herman Seaman, the founder of Simon Kutcher and Partner, um, he's the global authority on pricing and he breaks it down for us in very simple terms um, in the book on, on how, even if you are just a solopreneur, how can you get smarter on pricing? And the third, um, hard skill in, in the book that we that we cover is anything around um, how do I create a business that is environmentally more sustainable and how can I do it in a way that I engage my audience, my clients, my customers in a better way through um, having them experience what that means for them. So it's something that is very strategic on the one hand, but very um, current it's very current themes on the other hand that we cover in this first part of the book it recalls to mind uh, a conversation we had uh, on one of our podcasts with with a with a with a fellow canadian funny enough uh that that joined us who is a professor of, of finance and, and a really well-educated woman who runs a consulting business for for entrepreneurs uh, and she said something like 80% of, of entrepreneurs underprice their their services and i'm not sure if you got you know similar feedback or or you know uh, in your history of working with what was his name the uh herman the yeah thank you herman uh working with herman or not but i i found that astonishing but not surprising it's like oh my gosh that that sounds mm. terrible but it doesn't surprise me no that and that's exactly the reason why it's in the book because it's such a wide um a, a widely misused concept how do you actually derive the price for your services or products do you just go cost plus pricing like they did it 150 years ago it's it's a way of absolutely misunderstanding what modern pricing is. Modern pricing has the only relevant criteria um, front and center, and that is customer value. You go for what is the value for a specific customer. And, and 
and, and the customer really doesn't care what your cost structure is. So your cost structure is completely irrelevant for pricing. Um, and of course, we, we cover the whole topic of pricing in a high inflation environment in this chapter, which is very, very timely because, you know, the last year has seen um, inflation rates, especially in the Western world, some of the highest we had in, in decades. So we put this chapter into the context of high inflation rates as well. And um, we cover the topic of differentiated pricing. So how can you as, a, as an entrepreneur, even as a small business owner, differentiate, differentiate your prices in a way that you don't leave large amounts of money on the street? It's very interesting. Uh, I don't think most people actually really study up on pricing to, to your point. And now, now I feel like uh, I have a knowledge gap there. I, I think I understood conceptually what you were talking about, but uh, I'm thinking to myself, I got to do some uh, reading here. I got to look up this Herman guy. So uh, you're going you're gonna to go ahead and send me his contact, or at least, you know, where I can read his stuff. I Although, think I sent you a pre-copy of the book. Check I out was going to say, wait a second. <laughs> I got a copy of the book. The whole chapter's there. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, which, which book is that? I don't know. That's, I that's think where you get to do the, the cheap plug piece. So is it true that you really wanted to name it the Entrepreneur Mastery Book? And then but you had a you got a letter from our lawyer and we had a cease and desist. Yeah, it was it was actually impossible because you know the name was so so intriguing. But um, when I when I named it the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab podcast book, you guys came around <laughs> and were like, Yeah, nah, dude, it's not happening. I, I don't know. I, I'm open to royalties. You you can ghost write any time for us, buddy. You, you've done more writing than we have so far. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so so th this is this is super interesting to me. So I, in our business, we focus so much on soft skill development, right? It's like you know, once you have the systems and the processes in place, you know, we tend to see that's where a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders go, right? That's where the emphasis and the focus goes. Uh, but I think there's always a place for for the hard skills, and it's the starting point. I, you know, if you don't know how to do some of this technical, you know, side of the business stuff, you're gonna be in trouble. There are basically three areas that you need to cover as a business owner, as a corporate leader. It really doesn't matter. When you're in business, there are three areas that you need to cover. Area number one is know your stuff. That's your subject matter expertise. You are in an industry because you know the industry. You do a certain job because you are the expert. You, you can't practice law without a law degree. It's just not possible. You need to know your stuff. The second part is hard skills that are adjacent and necessary, adjacent to what you do and necessary to be successful. That's why we picked those three. That's why we picked strategic acumen. You can be the best expert in your field. If you're not able to strategize, guess what? Nothing will happen. If you're not able to price your products correctly, you go out of business because you won't turn a profit. And if you are not aware of these mega trends like sustainable sustainable business, um, then you will run into issues with your clients because more and more consumers just don't accept unsustainable businesses anymore. So though that's the second part. And then the third theme is everything around what people often call soft skills or people skills. Anything that has to do with how do I collaborate and lead with others. That was well said, by by the way. And, and it is interesting how, how relevant the ESG market is today, uh, whether, whether it's environmental, social, social or gover, gover, governance focused. Uh, 
it's a big thing in the financial services world too. You know, it, it's been growing and, and developing for 30 plus years and you see it become even more relevant today, screening to make sure that companies are environmentally or societally or governance wise sustainable. Uh, so that, that's a hot topic. Okay. So you've got that on the hard skill side. Uh, the other two themes on the book. The second theme is all about leading teams and culture in a way that it is performance oriented. So, when we talk about impact cultures or performance cultures, there are two things we need to have in mind. On the one hand, we're talking about the outcome of a performance, right? So in the end, it's the profit that a business turns. And on the other hand, it's the people that actually do the work. Bringing those two elements together in a sustainable way so that it actually doesn't burn people through. Um, that was something I really wanted to cover in the book. So I invited some people to um, contribute chapters on those topics specifically. Um, so anything around leadership and culture building. And the third theme is something that you probably won't find too often in a business book. It's the topic of self-care. And the reason for that is um, I've been in business for almost two decades now. And the amount of people that I've, I've seen burn out has dramatically increased over the past 10 years. Why did like in the, in the, in the mid, like 2005, 2008, it maybe happened once a year that I heard of a friend or someone in my circle, of, uh, in my wider circle of acquaintances that struggled with burnout syndrome. In the 10th, in the 2010s, that exploded. There are so many people that completely forgot to take care of themselves. They took care of their people, of their businesses, of their families, and in that whole process, neglected their own needs. And that just went to a whole new level during the COVID pandemic. So that is the reason I included a theme, an entire, not just a chapter, but an entire theme with various chapters on the topic of self-care as a leadership skill. You know, I always respected you as a smart guy. And here you are talking about burnout, which, which I very much appreciate. But I, I think my favorite part about what you said is I'm starting to get a theme of like, hey, you've got a lot of collaborators coming in to help you out with some of these chapters. That's a really smart way to leverage and write a book. Like my, my, my respect level for you continues to rise the more, <laughs> the more you talk, which is the opposite of most people. So that's pretty impressive. Those two books that come out this year, they are conceptually speaking, they are very, very different. The first book, Secrets of Next Level Entrepreneurs, is what you typically call an anthology book. So I invited um, 10 collaborators to write specific chapters based on their unique expertise. I couldn't write a credible chapter on pricing. I mean, I could try. I started business. Um, I, I could pull something together. But I figured, why not ask someone who is the, the, world, the world's most regarded authority in that, in, in that aspect? So that's why I invited people that have deep expertise in these topics, because then they are able to condense them and put them into the context of the of the book and at the same time don't lose quality so that was something that i really wanted to have concise chapters that are just extremely rich every new line is is additional content that you can soak in and learn from and then the second book we, we quickly talked about that is a book that i wrote entirely on my own so it's what you typically call um, a normal business book, not an anthology book. Well, so, something that stands out to me, Alex, which I think I, I think is just a 
the anthology idea uh, works really well. Everything's out there. All the all the information's out there. I, I mean, you're never reinventing the the wheel, but you can go onto YouTube today and and try to try to find some business advice or insight or something. You probably run across some like entrepreneur mastery lab or something. I don't know. You find, you run across something, but it, it's really difficult to put all the pieces together, right? And it's diff, it's really difficult to find the expertise uh, in in any given area because there's so much noise out there. But by putting together an anthology book where you're maybe you're maybe weaving all the chapters together and and taking lead on how this is presented and what themes you want to cover but it allows you to bring in the experts and bring in the people that are really really sharp at what they do so your audience does not have to go find and search for it in 12 different places i i, I love that idea that concept's awesome yeah, and if you find the right people, it's actually a lot of fun because you yourself learn a lot in the process. For example, um, there is a chapter on um, leading through disruptive times um, by Charlene Lee in the book. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Um, you don't need to go find anything around disruption and innovation that's out there. As you said, you don't need to cut through all the noise. You know, if I read that chapter, I have a good grasp and I can go from there. And um, of course, there is, um, there's a few pages of sources in the book as well that will help you to just go deeper into the topics that you're interested in. I'm waiting for Andre to ask why, uh, why you didn't come to him for self-care. He's probably still having wine. I don't know. Is he back already? I've already made a mental note that we didn't make the top 10. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That won't do anything with our promotion. Uh, the name of the book is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab podcast. It can be found <laughs> on Spotify, uh, available today. Uh, the other book, I don't know, comes out June. <laughs> I do We're find it bitter. interesting. Not bitter, not bitter, not bitter. What are you talking about? By the way, I'm not I'm not, not surprised at all. Andre's going to stew. Uh, Self self care is a and that that's a very trendy topic too right now. You're right. You wouldn't identify it in a normal business book, maybe like a self help book or something along those lines, but but not generally a, a business book. But there is a movement towards appreciating that we we need better balance. And and you highlighted this with talking about yes. COVID and us approaching burnout, and and self care suggests balance. Uh, so we're, we're, we're big believers in it, in it personally, just kind of out of curiosity, you you, you included as a theme. What, what are your ways of practicing self-care that you implement in your life? I'm pretty brutal and rigorous when it comes to my calendar. Um, there is a lot of time just blocked away and that no one can book because as a small business owner, um, I personally use, um, schedulers, for example, like Calendly. Um, and these links are out there and people can book time. And for example, my coaches, they, they don't need permission. They have the link. They can just book time into my calendar um, at the times that are available. So if I don't block enough time for myself and for my family and for the work that I need to do um, in silence in my office, um, those times are being eaten up. And then in the end, you, I mean, every one of us knows that all of a sudden, the day doesn't have enough hours or the week not enough days and you start working on weekends and 
you chip away on time that you had reserved with the family and all of a sudden vacation is gone and all these things. And I don't want that. I, I need a lot of time for myself. I need a lot of time to think and rethink concepts. I'm currently writing on book number three and four. So that, that just takes a ton of time. So taking the time and blocking the time away and not allowing anything but an absolute emergency to chip away from that time, that is one of the, yeah, the most um, practical ways how I practice self-care. And of course, I'm not perfect in, in that regard. I make, I make mistakes all the time, but um, I don't beat myself over the head. I just try to uh, get better one day at a time and um, reserve time, take care of my personal health, of my physical health. And um, yeah, I mean, later today, I'm going to visit my favorite um, physiotherapist because, you know, stress is something that um, we all know sits in the shoulder, sits in the back. And um, to get some relief and some self-care is really important. I'm currently doing that with the wine. That that helps too. <laughs> just got just to level set that this is being recorded on a Friday afternoon. Don't be judging him. He's... <laughs> It's okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. Enjoy your wine, Doc. Oh, it definitely is. I need better props because the only thing I can take a sip right now of is water. I have to keep wine glasses here, just 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 for prop purposes, no other reason. I think it's I think it's all uh, I think it's all it's, uh, subconscious. You got a little picture of a vineyard behind my head here that you've been staring at on the screen this entire time. So that's that's why you're thinking wine. It was intentional. I'm I'm sabotaging. Oh, is that a vineyard? I always thought that was just like the path not taken. Well, my favorite poem, by the way, any Robert Frost fans out there, uh, the path less traveled. It, it's fantastic. But no, that's a vineyard. Uh, sorry, totally off track here. L losing focus left and right. Alex, you should have never mentioned massages and physical therapy. I, I like that you, you know, phrase it physical therapy. I just call it a massage for me. Uh, the physical therapists scare me. They, they're too mean. Except for our favorite. Yeah, massages are nice. Physical therapy helps. Yes. <laughs> uh, except for our favorite physical therapist, of course, uh, Dr. Christiana, who is a, a previous guest and still a big fan of mine. Yes, yes. I, I want I, Alex circling back to Calendly. So this is this is a funny thing with tech, which was a lesson for me. Uh, I jumped on the Calendly wagon fairly early. I think like a lot of uh, people did. And I really quickly made a change there. I, I had it on the emails. I put it out there everywhere. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm getting these, I'm getting these meetings set up and it's, I'm going, what, when, how, and, and my days are blowing up around me. And I realized that Calendly, while it's a great tool, can be a great tool. It has a lot of challenges with it when it comes to managing your calendar, because, you know, frankly, if I can set it up as a zoom or a phone call, well, what if the mobile, right? What if I'm driving around, I might be available to chat, but I'm not really available for a zoom or what if I need drive time? And all of a sudden it's like, I cannot offer my calendar to all these people. And so I learned really quickly. I had to, I had to really shrink that down. And now I rarely even give it out because I, I don't want most people to use it. If I really want to meet you. We'll coordinate that. And if I yeah. don't really want to meet you, I don't really want you to have my calendar link. So I use it, but not nearly as much as I did originally. I, I really appreciate what you were saying about that. That is really, I mean, every tool is just as good as you use it. There are many ways of um, very intelligently limiting um, how you use tools. And um, 
with the example of Calendly, for example, um, none of my Calendly's is publicly available. You can't just go there and find it on my website or anything. These these links are given to people depending on um, the occasion and, and the purpose of a conversation. And um, it's it, it takes some effort, of course, but it's with every great tool out there. There, there are so many tools that can be a huge help, but if you don't take enough time to understand how they work and what the real value can be in it for you, they can do a lot of harm <laughs> as well when it comes to time. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, so, so any of our listeners or viewers out there, if you're using Calendly, you, know, you rewind, listen to this again, and rethink how you're using it. Unless they want to be our sponsor, then we say use it all the time, every day. <laughs> Let's go, Calendly. Get on there. All right. Yeah, that that's really exciting, Alex, the book that you've got coming out. And it, and it sounds really fascinating. You just sent us the pre-release copy. We're special. Sorry, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to read it and check it out. Uh, what's your favorite chapter? I think it's the chapter about pricing, um, especially because it's it's so current when it comes to the inflation topic. Every entrepreneur right now is going crazy about um, how how can I survive in this high inflation market without raising the prices like crazy? What are some tactics that I can can apply? And like like every other chapter in this book, this book offers hyper specific advice. This is not a blah blah blah, and then maybe you should do this and that. So in this chapter about pricing, there are very specific to dos. And let's be honest, inflation is here to stay. So even if inflation has been around for a year or longer, it will stay around for quite some time. So don't worry, it's not too late to apply these um, these specific advices in this chapter. But let's be honest, there are, there are gold nuggets in every of these chapters. There's a reason these are in the book. Um, but when you ask me about what's my favorite chapter, I was thinking about for me as an entrepreneur, this is probably the most urgent to, to learn about and to apply. My favorite is chapter 12, which is going to be amended and that will be the JB and the doctor chapter because he just forgot to add it so far. Uh, good thing that we got the pre-release so that we can remind him that he left it out on. Yeah, it's for the second edition. All right. <laughs> I want to ask you just because this is, uh, how's the motorcycle riding going? Have you been able to ride? It's. It's rainy season in Vancouver and, right. and surroundings. It, it, honestly, I saw more and more um, bikes yesterday. We had around um, 10, 11 degrees Celsius. And it's, I mean, this is still cold to ride, but there are enough people who enjoy riding enough to be out there when it's dry. But it's raining cats and dogs again today. So the motorcycle sits uh, nice and dry with Harley Davidson in Vancouver to get some uh, updates and uh, you know when the summer hits i hope somewhere in may june the temperatures go up i'm a, i'm a sunshine rider yeah good reminder to anyone out there to make sure that they're getting their bike checked uh, especially if it's been sitting for a while for sure a uh, fun story i took mine to the store the other day and realized my rear brakes didn't work oops you don't want to figure that out while you're out on the ride uh, but we still had front brakes so we made it home so our conversation around succession planning before we recorded this podcast is a little more urgent than I thought. Okay. Pricing yeah. too, but succession planning is important. Okay. If the doctor ever um, finds the stay away to heaven earlier than we think, 
hit me up. I might become your co-host. A little bit of throwback because you might not remember, Alex, but a lot of our last podcast was music back and forth. You and the doctor were throwing zings out there, and I was going like, who, what, where? <laughs> not my strength, everybody. It's okay. I feel like I'm being replaced again. It's all right, though. I'll go write a book. I'll, will you call it the Alex Brookman book then? Definitely. Just to return the favor? It's going to be book number five. He's awesome. going to do it smart, though. He's just going to tap all the people that know you best in your life, all the experts, and he's not. <laughs> well, I'm using AI, totally. Yeah, yeah, anyone... Oh, totally. Yes. If anyone knows me, they know I hate writing. I mean, I heard 60,000 words earlier. I'm like, can I talk that to text? Because there's no typing going on. Now I found AI, which I haven't used enough. Honestly yet. speaking, this is just nuts right now. It's, it right? blows my mind every time I use it. Yesterday, I was just... Um, fooling around with ChatGPT and it, it just wrote me a two and a half thousand word book introduction. Um, of course, you can't use it because it's there's so much oh. missing in it, but it gives you a very good idea right. of what might be interesting in terms of topics that you want to cover. So this is an amazing tool and it's not even close to um, where it can be. So. AI is really blowing my mind right now. And I believe that this will be one of the most important skills, if you want, for the future, not to understand AI, but to be able to work alongside it and to use it to augment your own work environment as a human being. Absolutely. And we'll definitely never get asked to be on a book when they can just AI us. It, it makes me think that we need to add a segment to our podcast where we like ask chat GPT a funny question, like just to oh, kick yeah. off the podcast. And that, that is now Absolutely. happening from here Absolutely. on. Out. Once, once they sponsor us. If you want to have a good laugh, JB, ask chat GPT to write um, a love letter to your podcast or a poem about you. It's, oh, this it's is happening. just hilarious. This yeah, is not just happening. This will be a podcast. I'm going to read it with dramatic flair <laughs> as one of our podcasts. That's going to be a quick hit, Doc. Put it put it down on the on the schedule. Chappie G, sponsor opportunities available. All right. So we know your book is coming out March 28th. We might have been promoting that along the way. Uh, and pre-sale will she'll be available, so you can go down to our show notes. Anything else you'd like to let them know on how they can get that, Alex? I mean, the book is obviously, if you want to know a bit more about the book as well, um, more than you, you could find on Amazon, for example, check out my website. There's a bit more about the book. There will be a huge launch party. So I know this episode will air um, before the launch, right? So if you want to get an invite for the launch party, it's going to be a global virtual party. Head over to my website. It's a very simple form. Just type your email address in there, hit submit, and you will get an invite for the launch party of the book. BYOB. And, and, and of course, for the VIP exclusives list, we're, we're already in, included, right? Hey, for sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, great having you back on, on the show and in the lab. Really. I just truly enjoy chatting with you, man. You're doing great stuff out there. Really excited to dig into the, the book. So if you're listening to this, you're watching us on YouTube, check out the show notes, get to that link uh, coming out March 28th. You're not going to want to miss this one. Thank you so much for having me back again, guys. I really love this episode. Always great chatting with you.
Doc, I kind of want to write a book now. Uh, yeah, we definitely should. Make sure we don't invite Alex. But yeah, well, what I was going to say, though, is I kind of want to write a book where I like get eight people together to help me write the book, because that seems a lot more like manageable to leverage. I like oh, that was, idea yeah. a lot. Uh, it's a great idea. Um, I have thought of that idea before. Have you mentioned it to me? I'm sure you have like 100 times and you're like, yeah, yeah, JB, I have. Possibly or much like Alex, I was going to leave you out of it. I'm not sure which is better at uh, yes, I have mentioned it to you many times. You were my top co-author. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you sound it's going to be your birthday present. So you ruined genuine. It. <laughs> no love lost here. Super genuine offer there. Yeah, co-author on a book. Maybe I don't want to co-author on a book with you. Maybe I don't want to. Maybe I Actually, Chat GPT is going to be my co-author at this point. I'm not. I'm not kidding. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna start using ChatGPT to open up our podcast conversation. <laughs> All right. We will. Uh, we will call it uh, just random AI though until they they actually sponsor us. Though. No yeah. freebies here, baby. That's right. Chat AI. We'll call it. Is that one of? That's probably one of them. We can't even use that. Okay. Anyways, Chat moving JB. on. Chat, Chat JB. JB that actually seems like that should be your name. Chat JB. I, I, yeah. could, I, could, I could change it. You know, Instagram that allows is, for changes every now and then, right? You, I mean, that that is fitting. What are you saying? I'm saying this has been a wonderful episode. And if you'd like to find us, you can check us out at our website at jbandthedoctor.com. You can always find us on social media at jbandthedoctor. And, of course, Evolve Performance and Development is everywhere you need it to be, along with Evolve Networking. So make sure you're checking out any event that happens every month because we'd like to see you guys in person as much as possible. As always, if you're still listening or viewing at this point of the show and you haven't liked, subscribed, and followed, what is wrong with you? We love you. We love that you stuck around, but give us that give us that little extra love. It's for me. It's my birthday. It's my birthday present. Uh, I do like a Gollum impression, but I'm, nobody wants to hear my impression. Thank you all for joining us here on the podcast and back in the lab. I'm JB. I'm out. Peace out, yo.